So recently, um, I, I was trying to, you know, I, I got done with my day, went to bed, all my pillows were gone. And it, it, it just seemed to be a situation where I didn't lose the pillows. Probably the pillows had been stolen. So I just want to say to the thief who stole my pillows, I will not rest until I find you. Two guys walk into a bar. Two guys walk into a bar. Two guys walk into a bar. The first boy says, he goes, well, first he goes up to the bartender, of course. And the third one, Jeff. This isn't a joke or anything, it's just another example of what can happen. The second guy says, well, the bartender, okay. Well, the second guy says, he comes up and he's like, cut to, <laughs> uh, like 20 years later. Joan Rivers is the bartender. Then you're gonna buy me drinks all night to the point where I get so drunk that I end up having sex with you later. That's right, my Uncle Joe the drunk. At one time he's in a bar, he's making a lot of noise, and this woman comes over. And the third one, Jeff. The bartender looks up and says, get the fuck out of here. Six bouncers hurled me out of a nightclub like I was a Frisbee. And the bartender's all like, he comes up, you know. Look at that guy. He's wasted in a bar. I came here to read a novel. So these two guys walk into a bar, right? And the third one, Jeff. That's <laughs> the funny one. Guys, I just got it. <laughs> All right. All right. Here we are. Good morning, or good afternoon, good evening, good night. Um, for those of you who enjoy the Truman Show. Happy overnight and happy insomnia for anyone who's dealing with that. I mean, I guess that's still a good night, so we already covered that. Yeah, insomnia. Uh, that's, that's horrible. Um, sorry about that. But, um, yeah, anyway, uh, welcome to Third One Ducks. This is, uh, as always, Brady, and that's Patrick. And, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, welcome to the podcast that's, frankly, not very good. Um oh. I, I I flubbed that line, but we're going to just move on, and uh, yeah. there'll be other opportunities to say that line. Yeah. And um, <laughs> today we're talking about uh, Dennis Leary, No Cure for Cancer, and uh, a subtopic uh, of did this uh, steal uh, Bill Hicks's routine. Um, let's talk about the album first. Um Sure. This released in January of 93. Um, I, as I was listening to this, I remembered that I listened to this a lot as a kid. Um, oh, interesting. This is freshman year of high school for me. So, um, sure, sure. This is definitely um, right in, in that time period when, um, you know, I'm trying to do things that I'm, you know, my parents might not be 100% approved of, you know. Um, they would love it, you know, kind of a thing, but am I ready for it? I don't know. Right. Um, so, you know, that's what I was seeking out. Um, so, so this is, this fits right in that, that hole, um, for me. Um, so this is a, a live album, uh, recorded, uh, uh, October 10th, 92, um, mm -hmm. It's uh, there's there's a good set of stand up on here, but there's also uh, like quite a few songs, which yeah. is 
first off, not what you think of when you think of Dennis Leary. Uh, second, it's kind of weird. Should we just talk about the asshole song since it kicks off the uh, entire album? Yeah, we might as well. We might as well. Okay. Um, yeah, the asshole song. It is a catchy motherfucker. Yeah, it, it is a catchy song. Yeah. Um, just, it's an earworm, gets in your head, um, and, uh, you know, I'll be singing it for the next couple weeks. Great song. Um, very well written. Uh, I don't have the, 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 you know what, I'll just bring that article up. Like, I want to see who else wrote this song, because I'm sure it wasn't just Dennis Leary. Songwriters is Dennis Leary and Chris Phillips. I don't know who Chris Phillips is, uh, unfortunately. He does have a Wikipedia page. He's a voice actor. Yeah, I'm looking at his Wikipedia page right now. It looks like he's primarily uh, a voice actor. I mean, he's done a lot of... Uh, primarily, he's been a voice actor in video games. Um, Crazy. I don't know what his early career was. But yeah, that's that seems to be primarily what he does. A lot of Nickelodeon, a lot of Nick Jr., things like that. You know, that's strange. And, and I just assume that they knew each other, right? And that's just kind yeah, of how likely. you know this worked out. Um, obviously, they knew each other because they worked together. But uh, you know what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. maybe they were roommates in college or something. You know what I mean? Um, right, right. Like, they just... Uh, or, or maybe, you know, they, they were both started out trying to become stand-ups at the same time and then one just kind of faded out you know um yeah but generally you don't write a song like this with somebody uh without um you know knowing them Uh, unless you know you know dennis leary came to the record company and said you know what i want to do a comedy album i want to do with you but I want some songs, so bring. Can you hook me up with somebody? But that doesn't make sense because he has no other songwriting credits. So, yeah. Um. So, in some very quick, uh, wiki and googling, it seems like they would have both gone to uh, Emerson College in the Boston area at pretty much the same time, and and have both been in there like, um kind of like whatever their theater program they would have matriculated to yes. get together matriculated um <laughs> um yeah but um great song um which a wonderful way to kick off the um the album this album overall i would say this is this is a great album as far as you know, comedy special goes. Um, where, where do you where do you stand on that? Um, I, I appreciate the album itself. It's probably not. I don't tend to be super into the more ranty. Let's get upset with things, but I do understand that that's a huge genre and people like that. Um, and, and he does a good job of that style. Yeah. Um... And there's, there's a lot of bits about like, um, you know, I don't want to change and I don't want to, mm-hmm. um, stop smoking. And, um, you know, this was at the time where most people did smoke still. Um, 
you know, it was a transition period. Um, so it was very popular for somebody to come out and be like, fuck you, I won't quit smoking, blah, blah, blah. Um, right. And so I think that kind of needs to be said because um, it's just one of the main themes of the, the album of uh, very, a lot of libertarian viewpoints here mm-hmm. um, about, you know, freedom and, you know, being able to smear jello on your body if you want to, things like that. Um, uh, some of you might be familiar with the, this kind of a rant. If you watch demolition man, um, he has a small part as the, um, leader of the resistance in that movie. And he, he does a Dennis Larry rant right in the middle of the movie about, um, you know, uh, freedom and, and, and not being told what to do. Um, you know, which I, I think is, a it, it's funny how, the kids um, who grew up with this uh, took all of those ideas about freedom and whatnot, but like just kind of left behind a lot of the, um, the more crappy parts of, you know, that theory, if, if that makes any sense. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It, it, a lot of this seems like the precursor to um, a lot of the comedy that we're seeing now where things are tying into, people being too sensitive and getting canceled and all of that. But this really is, it, it's, it's kind of anti PC, but in a very personal way of I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to that, which is just different than a lot of the comedic criticism that, that will come later. So listening to the rest of the album, um, except for the songs at the end, um, because generally, once I got to that point, I would just quit listening to the album. Um, sure. Because the the other three just aren't, you know, they're you know, they're clever. They're there. They're fine. They're clever, but they're not. Um, it's not an earworm, and it's not very. Um, it doesn't grab me, right? Um, I, I I'm not alone in that. I I know a lot of other people who are just like, yeah, I don't listen to tracks eight, nine, and ten. Sure. Um. But yeah, these, all these bits, I used to be able to do verbatim at one, oh, okay. at one point. And I, I don't know how I just forgot about that, but, uh, I just, re- as I'm listening to this, it's just like, wow, I remember all of this. Um, yeah. Freshman year was a very weird time for me. Um, uh, it was kind of like, I was trying to lose my innocence um, in a way actively. And then, um, you know, the next year there was some personal tragedy in my life, which I, I won't get into here. Uh, but, um, if you're curious, Patrick, we can talk about it later, but, um, sure. It's, uh, it, it just, you know, where I did lose my innocence, like it, it, it was not, uh, pleasant or, um, you know, something I wanted. Right. Um, right. So, so there is a lot of uh, dissociation with this time period in my life. So uh, maybe that's why I forgot about it. Comedy just did not seem as important as it once did uh, for a couple years in my life at this point in time. Um, that being said, it's just, it's still, it's obviously still there in my brain because when I heard it, I was like, wow. I do remember listening to this over and over again. 
Um, yeah. This is one of those albums. Um, and I remember like sharing the sentiment, like, like all these things that he was saying, just like, yeah, why, why not let people smoke if they want to smoke, you know? Um, which, um, my opinion on that would change drastically, um, uh, shortly. Um, but moving on, um, uh, is there anything you want to say about like the content at all, uh, before we move on to other things? Not too much in particular. Um, I would say I have a very different reaction to this album because I would not have listened to it um, growing up. Uh, to, to me, Dennis Leary was primarily, oh, yeah, that's that dude from that Rescue Me show on FX that I don't watch, but he'd periodically be on, I guess, on uh, whoever it was at the time, Leno and Letterman and, and Jon Stewart and those shows. And, oh, here he is, the star of blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, that's someone I'm vaguely familiar with. Right. Um, um, and then as uh, Emma Stone's father in that one Spider-Man movie. So I, I really wasn't familiar with him as a stand-up until listening to this album. Um, and that was interesting, too, because... Yeah, this... I mean, you're aware of certain people who, oh, yeah, I got their start in stand-up, but rarely necessarily go back and hear their stuff. Right. I, I think a lot of stand-ups, I think what they do is they stop doing stand-up once they start doing other things. And mm -hmm. I kind of think that when you look at the people who have been around and like just lasted, um, the opposite is true. Um, yeah, and uh, that just seems to end up like, like let's say uh, Pete Davidson had stopped doing stand up, right? Um, would people still care about who he is now that he's not on SNL anymore? Which uh, we'd probably talk about that later. Yeah, a little yeah. bit more. But um, I, I do want to uh, bring up that a, a few people have mentioned to me that like we don't. When we talk about these albums, we don't talk about the albums a lot. Um, oh, that's true. And I, I think that's fair, and it's something that we've talked about, I know. Um, it's very hard to talk about the album a whole lot um, and not just kind of repeat, you know, what's been said on the album, right? Right. Um, and I don't want to get it. I don't want to be a show where it's just like two guys just, you know, um, repeating jokes. Right. Um, uh, I, I just, it, the show is an opportunity, right. To follow along in this weird book club and, uh, you know, uh, experience these albums. And, uh, since it's in podcast format, you can, you know, go at your own pace, um, you know, an episode a month if you want, or weekly. Um, you can listen to old episodes. You can listen to, the, you know, them as they come out. Um, but just, uh, you know, uh, enjoy the ride, right? Um, like, it's uh, There's only so much that can be said about a comedy album uh, without ruining things. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have anything to add to that or... No, I, I mean, it's a definitely an interesting and good point. I think our first few episodes, we definitely did a lot more let's dive in and go track by track and just discuss. 
Right. Um, but to your point, it is it is hard to have those discussions without just repeating jokes verbatim um, and discussing how those go. And then if it's just you and I repeating uh, Dennis Leary's material, then it then it. Yeah. Why bother? I don't know. Yeah. Um, because at that point, um, yeah, what's the point of listening to it? And what's the point of even doing the, you know, um, because it's, uh, it's just a bad representation of the original at that point. Right. Um, yeah. So moving on. Um, well, let's, let's talk about Bill Hicks here. Um, yeah. Can I say just from having listened to one Bill Hicks album that this is a ripoff of him? Uh, I at this point I'm saying no, right? I can't. Uh, I'm not going to make that call. Um, it, in fact, it almost seems like the opposite to me. But uh, let me get your thoughts first before we go deeper into this. Yeah, I don't know. Um, based off of just the two albums alone, um, I mean, they both have the basically the exact same Jimmy Fix joke. But I mean, if that was a big topic at the time, then it was a big topic at the time, and, and it makes sense to bring that up. Other than that, yeah, it's a lot of I like to smoke. Let's talk about being okay doing drugs. Drugs are cool. Um, with the interesting thing about one of the quotes that that we brought up with Bill Hicks was him talking about Dennis Leary stealing her his entire persona, and the personas couldn't be more different right. um, to me. I mean, it is a lot of leave me alone. I'm going to do these things, but I mean, we we talked. La- I, I I compared Bill Hicks last week to kind of being the every uncle of. Just that kind of style of subdued sort of, I'm going to make this observation and be kind of mildly witty and clever about it. Um, I mean, in a lot of ways, and obviously Bill Hicks would have been first, but he kind of reminds me of like slightly darker version of like the Chandler Bing character from Friends of just, I'm making some mildly clever comments often, whereas... Dennis Leary is the angry, ranty. You know, there were a lot of times when his vocal delivery put me in mind of like Willem Dafoe, and it's just a very, very different persona, at least. Uh, well, yeah, some of the content is similar. Yeah, um, I'm curious about the the one where you said the bit was the same because I I didn't pick up on that. So, um, when they were talking about. Uh, people kind of being holier than thou with their healthiness. They use the exact oh. same example of the jogger who uh, like had a heart attack and died, which for me listening in 2022 was jarring and noticeable. But in the early 90s, when that would have been a big story, probably not so much. Right. I mean, so here's the thing. Um, these guys and their opinions, right? Um these stances were it's it was a very popular thing at the time so right. um at the time everybody knew at least four or five guys like this um you know leather jackets and the leather jackets were a a statement 
right? Of like, I'm still going to wear leather. Fuck you, you know, kind of thing. Um, so I, for, I mean, that's not, you could have probably gone to any open mic at the time and heard five different bits where they'd bring up this, uh, jogger guy. Um, I don't really think that's, um, that's a joke theft or anything. That's just, um, that's a setup, you know? And, um, uh, one of the things that does irk me, so like when I go do uh, open mics, I open go with uh, my friend John, and um, he. I have a bit where it's just like I I say you know uh, I open with my name is Brady, my pronouns are he him, and I identify as a dude with chiseled abs. Right, so that's my opener, um, okay. and. Um, Sometimes I embellish a little bit with, you know, so I'd appreciate if you, when you look at me, you, you'd see that, you know, um, or sometimes I say just, so just picture this, but better. Um, so it, it's, it's funny. It, it works. Um, and he has an opener where it's like, um, uh, I don't think it's actually his opener. I think he talks about, um, his pronouns. Right. And then he, talks about like uh, i don't care about he she they them whatever uh he has like five of them right that he lists off and then he says he has five children one of each which um i'm i'm setting up poorly like it's his joke so i'm not you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. directly familiar with it but um it's a it's a good joke too however um when we go out together and do it uh, it's always better to be the person that goes first. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it, it also does feel a little like, ah, uh, um, it, it does feel kind of like we're stepping on each other's toes a bit. Um, however, I think they're both good bits. I mean, mine's just an opener. It's not, um, it's not supposed to be insanely funny. It's supposed to just be an icebreaker, you know? Right. Um, this is kind of what you're getting into kind of a thing. Um, but yeah, I think that's what's going on here with those two jokes. It's just, you know, they're the setups are the same. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, the topic is the same where it's just like, so why should I do all this shit if I'm still going to die? Um, or why should I quit smoking if I'm still going to die? Right. Right. Um, you know, other than it's just a nasty, nasty habit. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't see the comparison here at all. Um, you know, other than, you know, what we've already said, you know, they kind of the mm-hmm. same dude, you know, in attitude in a lot of ways. And that's probably why they got along so well up until the point to where, um, you know, they had a split, right. Which, is you know when Bill Hicks heard this album and decided that uh, he was pissed off. Um, so I, I, I can't. I don't think I can like just say you know open and shut case, right? Um, I I think I'd have to listen to a lot more Bill Hicks material. Um, yeah. Mainly because I've heard a lot of Dennis Leary material, um, and I you know I know who he is, right? Yeah, I did watch a 
I don't know, probably about 10 minute YouTube video of more samples of theoretical plagiarism, but it is similar of do side by side, do they sound very inspired? Yes, but it's also okay. Yeah, it was the early 90s. And that's kind of what you'd be talking about at that point, sort of things. Um, and I don't have good examples to bring up. Right. And, um, I, and we talk about a lot about how, you know, anymore you can go on Twitter at 10 in the morning and see, you know, jokes that end up on six different late night shows. Right. Right. And right. It's not like these guys are lifting these jokes. It's that because they have to write every day, they're just going for the easy joke. Yeah. Um, so they can move on and write the other things that are going to be a little bit more tricky. Um, so these are the obvious easy jokes and it's, you know, and sometimes, you know, go to any open mic, you know, and see what the, you know, um, topic du jour is. Um, you're going to see four or five jokes about it, um, from various people. And sometimes they're, you know, sometimes I've seen people go like, well, I have this joke, but John already told it, you know, um, it happens. Yeah. Funny people are funny people. And sometimes, um, you know, there's a, if, if you've ever watched, uh, Mark Marin's show, Marin, which, uh, mm-hmm. I, I would suggest for everybody. Uh, if you, especially if you listen to this podcast, uh, the fact that you wouldn't have seen that show yet, uh, is kind of weird to me, but, uh, just go ahead and watch it. It was on IFC. Um, some very good stuff. There's an entire episode devoted on like, oh god, did I steal this guy's joke? Um, it, it's something comedians think about a lot. Sure. Nobody wants to be that guy. And I I know I I do it all the time. Where I'm just like, this joke is so good. Did I hear it somewhere? Um. And there have been times in the past where I've, I've had this bit that I would do over and over again that I swear I saw in some comedy special somewhere. And I cannot find evidence of that comedy special have ever existing. Um, and it just irks me, you know? It's just like, this is so good, I want to use it. But I'm pretty sure I heard it somewhere. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, yeah... I, that's, um, I don't know. I, I think we kind of exhausted that topic. Yeah, probably. Um, because, uh, yeah, there's not much more to say about it. Like, I, I, there's, there's no way either of us can make the definitive um, decision at this point, but, um, it's looking pretty weak. Um, at least from my stance. And I, I, I think I kind of got the same from you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely heard more side-by-side comparisons that uh, seem complex at first, but at the same time, it was, they're, they're talking about standard things that would have been discussed in the early nineties. And sometimes the low hanging easy joke is the easy joke and multiple people come up with it. Right. And I, I guess for the younger listeners, um, remember there's no internet. Um, right. Which I, I've seen some TikToks lately where people, 
these these younger folks are just like, how did anybody do anything before the internet? And people literally have to explain it to them that you just kind of did your best. Um, you know, I, I think where I stand, you know, I'm at the age I am, I think I was in the perfect space for that to, um, be able to get used to using a computer and um, be the first generation to really get used to using a computer on a daily basis um, yeah. before the internet showed up. There's a very small window of that, you know, um, you know, be basically between 93 and 97. Um, and, um, you know, those are the years I was in high school. So uh, for me, it's just, the internet goes down tomorrow. It would change my life drastically. However, it would be very easy for me to revert. Whereas I, I, there's so many people that have never lived without it that they would, yeah, it would, you know, we'd basically start having classes at the local library, you know, like, okay, here's how to read a map. Um, and you know, here's how to go places, uh, without preparing it, or, or, or even with preparing because you're going to have to prepare now. You can't just jump on the road and, you know, drive to Denver or I guess you could, but like you're going to have to pick out a hotel ahead of time or just yeah. ra randomly find one. Um, so just, uh, just, uh, I forget. Uh, oh, okay. So yeah, the point is, um, these, you know, to steal a, somebody's joke, you would have to go and see this person live. And then, you know, re remember the joke or write it down. And then, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, A, easier to get away with. Um, but harder, way harder to get the source material, right? Um, right. So, it, it's it's definitely... Um, I don't know. It, it just feels like not plausible, you know, you know, unless, uh, you know, he's saying that Leary like bought his album and then stole all his jokes, but, uh, that's not what I'm hearing. So, mm -hmm. so anyway, um, like, yeah, again, I think we've exhausted that topic. And I did bring right. up the internet thing because uh, I think that's important to remember. Um, you know, I think at this point I was, um, I was 15. So um, I don't quite have, a, a, I don't have a PC yet. Um, sure. That will happen the next year. Uh, and it will be more exciting for me than being able to drive. But that's just me personally, because where am I going to go? Right. I'm, I'm 16. <laughs> I'd rather ride my bike somewhere. Um, yeah. And I kind of wish I had the same attitude these days because I weigh a lot less. Jeez. We didn't even do the, the how you doings. H how you doing? Patrick? Oh, wow. How you doing, Patrick? I, I <laughs> I, I'm all right. I'm all right. How how are you today, Brady? Uh, I'm good. I I think we talked about like being tired, but like other than that, we didn't really. 
And uh, yeah, I don't yeah, remember if that was before we started uh, the show or, or or after. To be perfectly honest, at this I, point. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm good. Um, I got nothing to plug right now. Same, same. Okay. Um, got that out of the way. Did you watch SNL last night? I didn't. Okay. So, uh, for context, uh, the last episode of SNL for the season was last night. And I know mm-hmm. it was the last episode for Kate McKinnon and uh, Pete Davidson and a few others. Um, yeah, A.D. Bryant, I believe, is also done after this season. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, they did a lot of farewells and whatnot. Um, I have not seen the episode yet. Sure. Um, but, you know, it's it's always nice when a cast member knows that they're done and they get to say goodbye and, you know, Lauren lets them do it. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that that's always good. Uh, it always it's always a bummer when it's somebody who's been around forever just gets cut over the summer. Yeah. And then it's just like, uh, just, uh, um, but, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to watching this episode. Um, I, I think it was a good time for, I, I think Kate should have left a while ago. Um, you know, I, I, I think she's great. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but I, you know, think she should have moved on a while ago. Um, same with Pete. Um, you know, Pete's shtick was always just like, why am I here? Um, which I think was part of why he was so endearing to people. Um, yeah, it's it's not like um, I mean he did weekend update he did some bits here and there but other than that um, yeah I I think he he brought uh, he definitely brought something to the show and I'm I'm wondering if most of that or a lot of that was in the writers room you know what I mean oh I would believe that yeah. Um, and he brought a lot of um, this new generation into the show, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, definitely appreciated. Uh, Ad Bryant um, should have left a long time ago as well. Um, she, you know, she's got this show, uh, which I've I've been meaning to watch, but I haven't. Um, and she's she's done a bunch of other stuff, and uh, you know she's great and everything, but um, yeah, it's. She's been on the show way too long, and I, I can't remember the fourth person who is leaving. Yeah, I'm not sure. I remember reading that there were four of them, but I I, I don't recall who the other one is. Yeah, I feel bad about oh. it. I mean, but you know, we can talk about it next week. I mean, once I see the show, I'll know exactly who it was, right? Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know about you, but I try to watch SNL more often than not. Uh, I don't watch it every week, but um. I do try to catch it um, here and there. And I, I think final episodes of the season are definitely ones to catch um, because everybody knows it's, you know, all this material you got, like it's the last, mm-hmm. it's the last chance to get it on this season, especially if it's topical. Um, you can't hold on to that topical stuff at all. It's, you know, it's got a shelf life. Um, Absolutely. So uh, you definitely got to shoot your shot. Um, you know, whereas, you know, some some of the weirder stuff that isn't topical, you know, ends up on 
shows like I Wish You Would Leave and or I Think I Should yeah. Leave. How does how does that show go? I think I should leave. Uh, I I think you should leave. I believe is what it's called. I think you should. Leave. Okay. Anyway, um, that dude's brilliant. Uh, Tim Robinson. Yes, he is. Uh, does he? He just always seemed. Here's the thing, the dude always looks awkward. All the time. Yeah. Um. So like he he definitely looked awkward when he was on SNL. Um, a lot of those bits are not SNL bits, right? Um, they're brilliant. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, you can get a room full of comedians and never be able to figure out why this is funny. Right. Um, everybody agrees it's funny, but it's, it's, nobody can put their finger on what, um, is funny about it. Um, I, I think that's going to change as time goes on. Um, the younger generation, I think, definitely, definitely gets it. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, but, um, I mean, I I think we all get it, right? But, like, we don't get why we get it. And, um, you know, uh, comedy changes through through time. And uh, that's yes. a, it's definitely a good thing. Um, just like, you know, if my children end up being green and speaking Chinese as long as they're happy and um, I'm, I'm okay, you know? Yeah. That's something that's sticking to my Definitely. St sticks in my craw. Um, you know, anyway, I don't want to get into politics here. Sure. Um, you have anything that, uh, any topics you wanted to bring up at all? No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't. I don't you got a, got a little bit. I don't have a lot say. to say today for some reason. You wanna you wanna talk about some things? I shouldn't. No, nah. I, I shouldn't do another. A, a, I shouldn't do a Family Guy bit. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> okay. Well. Um, yeah, there was some other things I want to talk about. Oh, we we're talking about kids in the hall before we started recording. A little yes. bit. Um, so you ha you haven't seen that yet? I have not. Okay. Well, uh, as I was saying, uh, without ruining anything, uh, as you know, how we talk about things on the show, um, more of the same. Um, it, it feels like they have not lost a step. Um, there are quite a few self-referential and self-deprecating jokes, which, you know, I think that's always been part of the show. They never took themselves too seriously, kind of a thing, um, mm -hmm. which I, you know, think is definitely important in comedy. Um, you know, they bring back a lot of their um, old characters, and um, you know, as would you would expect, right? Um, but it's 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 filmed in. Um, uh, what is that like? You know, cinematic widescreen kind of a thing. Oh sure. Uh, so sure. It, it definitely has a different feel because you know the original series was shot in what three twenty by two eighty or whatever you know was standard at the time, uh, four by three. Um, so yeah. um, so it's definitely got a different feel to it. Um, 
I think there's a couple times where it's just like, yeah, you guys are leaning a little bit too heavy on this gag here. Um, but um, there's a few bits in it where it's just like, I don't think this would have worked in the 90s, but it works wonderfully today. Um, okay. And, and there are things kind of like, I can't put my finger on why this is funny. Um, so it's definitely worth a watch and it's like, I think it's only six episodes, so you can, you know, knock it out this afternoon if you got nothing going on. Um, I'm, I, I think I'm definitely going to watch it again, uh, because I'm sure there's some things that I've missed. Um, but, uh, uh, folks, if you're listening and you haven't checked that out yet, um, get on it. Um, Trying to think of if anything else has come out recently. Um, eh. If it has, yeah. it has. Has hasn't it hasn't. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at the time here, and um, you know, have this feeling of like, oh, we need more content, right? Um, but yeah, I get that feeling. I get that. Um, Whereas some of these episodes where I'm editing it, I'm just like, why didn't we stop here? Right. Um, and a few of those episodes, I should have cut out more than I uh, did. Like, uh, we, we don't need to be a two-hour show. Um, but uh, for, for whatever reason, I, I didn't cut. Uh, probably because it was like one in the morning and I just wanted to get to bed. Um that makes sense. And I, I know it sounds like it's easier just to cut whole pieces out, but it's it's a lot harder. There's a lot that goes into it, like, um, you know, making it look like there isn't a cut um, is uh, uh, challenging. Um, yeah. So I, I don't really want to, like, try to push content to push content. I. But I do feel yeah. like we're missing something today. I don't. I don't know what we're missing. I, I mean, I think some of it is some of what we probably would have discussed this week. We covered when last week we were already starting to touch on the Leary and Hicks stuff. So, so some of it is yeah. We we've talked about this. Sure. Fair enough. Um, I don't believe we have anything lined up though. Uh, no, I don't believe we do. So, um, anything, you know, been pulling at your, um, do you have an idea? Um, I mean, we still haven't done any Richard Pryor and that feels, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking the same exact thing. Um, it's time to do Pryor. We, God, we're, this has to be like episode 15 or something that we're talking about here um because i just released 12 there's 13 in the pipe this would be 14 so i believe that makes prior 15 and usually when i say that on on the show it means i'm one off okay so it might be 16 uh might be 14 but i believe it's 15 and i think that's a a good one for prior uh, it's it's not quite um, you know twenty five or anything, but it's it's definitely yeah. a um, an occasion. Um, 
We're gonna bring up Richard Pryor. Discography. And the one that came out in 1982, um, some of you folks will understand that. Um, not gonna do that one. And that will become apparent when you see the title of the album. Yeah, the one from 1974, not gonna do that one either. 1976, not gonna do that one. <laughs> Just because I don't wanna say the title of the album. I don't think I can get you to say the title of those albums either. Um, no. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if there's any one that people like say all the time where they're just like, you know, that's the one, you know, like that's, you know, the one I listen to and maybe want to become a comedian. Um, I can't think of anything, at, you know, currently. Um, yeah, not that I'm familiar with. Fast forward, selector. What I was going to say is we can just do the lean that we often do, um, and there's not, this also doesn't really narrow it down, because um, he has five, but but leaning back towards the, the Grammy for comedy album, um, Oh yeah. Okay. And, and in this case, his uh, last one, or most recent one, from uh, would have won in 83 would just be Richard Pryor live on the Sunset Strip. Okay. I don't necessarily know if that's better or worse than any of the other ones, but... Um, um, sure. I mean, you know, it, so it won a Grammy, and, like, it, again, we have no other way of uh, choosing one of these. Um, and I'm sure, like, his material in 1968 is not necessarily what he became known for. Um, right. You know, and, and I say 68 because that was his first al album release. Um, so I just, uh, yeah, 82 was obviously like right about the time where he was at. Um, um, oh, geez, when, when did he die? I'm trying to remember. Um, uh, early 2000s, I believe. No, was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Death. Okay, it was 2005. That's crazy. Yeah. I um, I just know there was some reason he stopped performing, um, or doing anything really. Um, I think he had some disease or something. I don't know. Oh sure. Oh yeah. Um, looks like he developed uh, multiple sclerosis. So. Oh jeez. Uh, his mobility was significantly limited, but he did live a long time after that. Yeah. Um, there's also the story about like he caught fire and whatnot. And I don't really know that whole story. So I, I guess I should brush up on that before next episode. Yeah. Um, okay. Live on the sunset strip. Sounds good. Um, 
let's perfect. Uh, let's uh, stamp that one. So it's stamped now. This has been Third One Ducks, brought to you by Brady Cox and Patrick Kilcoin. Opening music, Ska of the Mountain King by Johnny Boyle, available at Upbeat.io. And that's Upbeat with two Ps.